Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the DNVR Rapid Lounge, the can't call the winner's lounge, can't call the losing lounge, the draw lounge, baby, live from the recesses of the DNVR offices. It's your boy, Merchill, joined by Yahir G. Vasquez. What's up? And of course, the grill master himself, the Dev Machine. Yo! And, uh... Me and Dad just got back on the party bus from C-38 to the DMVR bar uh, after the Rapids, of course, drew 1-1 with Real Salt Lake in the opening match of the Rocky Mountain Cup. Uh, I think there's a lot to take away from this game. Um, I think everyone wants to probably talk about the rest um, or squandered chances, but I do think I want to start on a positive note here and say, uh, I want to, well, I want to ask you guys both, I mean, who would be your... Uh, MVP of the game for the Rapids. Yeah, yeah, let's start with you. Oh, you want me to take it? I was going to let that, but it's cool. Um, That's kind of on the spot. I have to go to Michael Barrios. I think he created the most out of that right side. He completely burnt, uh, what was his name? I I can't even remember his name. But that whole right side, he dominated the whole game. Michael Barrios even had this, this. I put some money on it at plus 250. That's an easy bet. Um, There you go. Yeah. He was just the best player in the, on the whole pitch, I think. Dad, how about you? I'm going to give it to Willie Yarbrough, for sure. Okay. Uh, he, when he had the, the shots come at him, he was ready to go. Uh, he didn't he didn't stop that penalty kick, but it shouldn't have ever happened in the first place. So when during the run of play, he was he was good. I like both of those. I like both of those a lot. Um, I thought they both had great games. I would probably, personally, I'd probably say... Uh, Keegan Rosenberry, um, I thought he had his best game of the season. Um, he was all over the place, especially to set up that Barrios assist. He took the free kick from the left side of the box, got the clearance almost near midfield on the right side of the field, got it up to Barrios, who made the, the pass into Lawless. And other than that, this is probably the most offensive I've seen him play this season. Generally, it's Lucas up the other side. Keegan kind of rotates down sits on that back line. I mean, not necessarily sits on the back line, but sits back, kind of, you know, helps Price kind of distribute from the back. And, and I thought he was he was making runs. He was up past, up past the midfield into the attack. And I thought, I thought his pace was good. I thought his, his passes were clean. And honestly, he had – I mean, I think there was a few plays that he would want back to make. But uh, overall, I thought he had, a, he had a really strong game. Yeah, um, I agree. I thought Keegan was dope as well. But I always like Keegan's game. It's rare when – I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. even better. So. Right, right. Reliable. Right. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about the, the elephant in the room. Let's talk about Let's talk about him. We all know his name by now. He's, he's on that level now. He's a rest with a name that you know. And the Ted fucking uncle. Ted. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, man, uh, 
I, I turned to Marissa and Ryan Green here with me uh, from DMVR. Shout out to them. I turned to them in the press box and said, uh, does Ted Uncle have an ex-wife in Denver or something that he just hates? Like, <laughs> like what? What is it? Like, it, like what? What could it be that he just has it out for these Rapids? He has he's, uh, three red cards in the previous two games on Rapids players against Salt Lake, and then tonight a penalty that could not have been farther from an actual penalty. Though, so, okay. When I first saw it, I was really pissed. You can go through my Twitter, my Twitter feed, and just see how pissed I was. <laughs> I, I was mad talking Ted Uncle, but if you look back at it, it technically is a penalty. Like if you go by technicality, he did hit him, he did fall. Sure. But that's a such a soft penalty that when you call yeah. that and you check VAR, it has to be like you have to keep it a penalty at that point because it. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, I'll give them the the benefit of the doubt, but when you see somebody whip their head back and just look like a full on dolphin, nobody ever really like falls like that when you're like when you get fouled. I've never seen anybody like legitly just like flop like a dolphin and be like, "Oh yeah, that dude's like it was a real foul." Usually, it's right. like they tumble, they try to like hold themselves from like hitting the floor hard because they don't know that they're falling. And like that, that you don't call that penalty. Dev, you were right there uh, in, in in the C thirty eight supporter section. Uh, th- what did you see? I mean, did you have a decent look? Uh, I mean, what did you see on that on that penalty call? I feel like it did. Um, I mean, there's always a little bit of bias coming sure. from being a Rapids fan and just in general. But I didn't see anything. I didn't. I didn't see anything that would that warranted that particular call. Um, I feel like Ted Uncle is quick to blow the whistle in these matchups, and oh, yeah. his record shows so. Um, uh, it's just time and time again that this man comes into these particular matchups with these particular teams and decides to put his stamp on it. And um, he's gone. He's gone both ways. Like he's called it for us and for them. And I don't understand why he feels the need to make it all about him. And the thing is also, like, everybody was like, oh, I saw Mitch tweeting this out a lot, like, oh, it's getting really conk-caffy. So, Ralph Salt Lake is being really good at wasting time. But it wasn't just Ralph Salt Lake. Like, Ted Uncle was really, really good at wasting time. He was Man. calling some fouls that shouldn't – that in no other game situation are they fouls. Like, and he was giving out them yellows like it was like Easter or like Halloween. And he was just like, here you go. You have one. He was Oprah in this game. He's like, you can have one. You can have one. And it was just like really, really bad. It, like that, I think those fouls pissed me off a lot more because they gave Ross Salt Lake what they wanted. It gave them that like slow turnout speed that, that they were trying to like uh, accomplish. And Ted Uncle was like the first guy to be like, oh, let's let him have that game. And that's when the Rapids, like, were really struggling. They were missing their passes. They got out of rhythm because they wanted to play fast and quick. Uh, can you pull up that Joseph comment again real quick, Yaya? Um, shout out, Joseph. Saw him at the 238 tailgate earlier. Um, look, I mean, that's exa- he nailed it. Yes, the, uncle, the fouls were bad. The penalty was questionable. Granted, you know, I, I didn't have the benefit of watching on TV or replay or anything like that. Uh, just from up in the press box, it looked kind of soft. Um, but I think his point here, which is there was a, I would say the, the Rapids had, 
more opportunities than I could put a number on, but not many actual quality attempts to finish those. Is that fair, Dev? Kind of, but I just I just feel like I've seen this so many times where the Rapids had their opportunities, and if you really sit down and you take a really uh, unbiased technical look at what's happening, you can say, oh yeah, the Rapids didn't take advantage of this chance or this chance or this chance. Mm-hmm. But we just never have that uh, that ref on our side. And not once, yeah. not a single time. It feels like we've got an extra player against us every single time. And I think that's I'm, fair. I'm tired of pretending to be this uh, unbiased uh, third party here and give and give some sort of a an opinion of like, oh yeah, I was watching the game and I'm really trying to be objective here. I can't be anymore. That's okay. <laughs> Ted Uncle sucks. You are a <laughs> You you were in the middle of the. I gotta say, so I've been I've been at every home match so far. Uh, C thirty eight showed up tonight. It was lit. It was wild. Uh, they were packed in there, um, and the stadium I gotta say was probably 85 percent full, which was nice to see. Um, but yeah, we're not we're not looking for obje- objectivity from you here, Dad. We brought you on for a reason, and it's because you you hate that uncle. And you're gonna call I can see it. Um, I do think, and I know you said you can. You know, it, it's you can sit here and point to chances all day, right? But I do think there is a player on the Rapids who has been very good at converting chances this season, better than people probably want to give him credit for, who today let a couple chances slip, and that, that's Diego Rubio. I think the, the biggest chance, at least what it looked like for me on that, was that Jack Price free kick late that found Rubio's head on the back post and he sent it wide. From where I was standing, it looked like the best opportunity they had had, but again, that was on the far goal. That was on the south goal. Uh, you know, I was up on the north end of the stadium in the press box. So I didn't, you know, that wasn't a great look. But I think time and time again, he was in the action in the, in the box and just couldn't finish. Is that fair, you hear? Yeah, that, I mean, in the first 15 minutes, he had three chances. Yeah. Um, that he just completely missed. Um, yep. Given that one of them might have been a penalty that they did not want to check. Or like, even oh. go to bar four. And then on the other side, they automatically, they, like, quickly check it. You, again, you go through my Twitter feed, like the first three tweets, like <laughs> Rubio had it. And then the, the second tweet is like, Rubio almost had it, the sequel. And then the third one's like, Rubio had it, the, the trilogy. And I could have gone the whole game. I could have literally been a Fast and Furious. Like, like at that point, it could have been the whole like catalog of the Fast and Furious. And I could have just kept going and going. Because I think he missed five throughout the game that I'm like, if you just have a little... If your foot's just like forty degrees to the right, that's a game. That yeah. like that's a game. Like that's a goal. Like that's when you like score. But oh no, man! I'm, I think Rubio did great at also creating. This is where we mm-hmm. kind of see his false nine. Like when he plays the mm-hmm. false nine, he's amazing. But that's the issue. He's a false nine. We need somebody with that killer instinct. Who's a real nine? Yeah, yeah, that like that like yeah. that Rubio can set up to be like the full sport. Yeah. Because I do love Rubio. I think he's such a useful player. That's the sort of player you need on the team. But I also didn't like that he spent a lot of the time on the floor looking for the call instead of looking for the play. And, like, yeah, I, thought, yeah, you're right. I thought if he, like, just finished some of those plays, there would have been another chance. He could have had a I better do think shot. That, I think the part of that is the tone set by 
uncle, right? Where he's blowing a lot of whistles on marginal contact. And so Rubio is going to play to that. I think, you know, I think that's why he spent a lot of the time really emphasizing contact, staying on the ground, because uncle was very liberal with the whistle tonight, right? So if you're going to earn a free kick near the box, maybe draw a penalty. Uh, I, I can't blame him too much for that. Um, I do want to talk about the player to his left, uh, Jonathan Lewis, who I thought had one of his stronger games this season, um, was just abusing that side of the defense in the first half. Tons of runs, good touches, um, really created some opportunities. Um, subbed off late for Andre, which, you know, I think is fair if you're trying to get another goal, but I think Lewis was pretty good. Um, Dev, did you, uh, did you like what you saw from Lewis tonight? Lewis looked better than usual, for sure. I think that was pretty obvious. He was involved. He was uh, he was making better decisions than usual. Um, I don't. I'm not gonna like give him like start of the game NHL style, sure. but uh, he definitely did look better. I think the midfield actually looked be- the best. If I was gonna yeah. give anybody like yeah. player of the game right now, Price and Mac looked fantastic. Yeah, let yeah, let's talk about them. Let's bring, let's bring them up. I just wanted to I just wanted to shout Lewis out because I thought in terms of games this was probably his best. But Mac, I mean, Lewis. yeah, go ahead. I'm, I know I'm coming off as the biggest Lewis hater. I love J-Lo. You are a Lewis hater, dude. I, I love J-Lo. I really do. Dude, I really do love him. He was great for no, 10 minutes. He disappeared for the rest of the game and then showed up in the last 10 minutes. We can't have You can't have that from your wings. Where it's, I did where think it was weird everything. from about, yeah, from about the 20th minute to around the 50th minute. There was just not much going on. The game kind of just stopped. Yeah, and here to Logan's comment, give Max a chance. Give him a chance. Like, if you don't like what you see, put him back on the bench. Today, like, sure. after when, when Lewis, like, at the 50-minute mark, if you saw Lewis was like, you couldn't find him anymore, that side had no more attacking, mm-hmm. give, give Max a chance. See what can see what he can do. See what, like, if there's a Brazilian connection between him and Lucas, uh, him and Lucas who can maybe, like, run back and forth, yeah. like, on that left side. I really, really want to see that. And I thought they missed an opportunity because even though uh, Rousel Lake also had, like, a, um, attitude, uh, altitude? Not attitude. Well, they do have attitude. 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 Yeah, F that guy, uh, Paulo Reese, by the way. Hate him. Um, going up to C-38 and then just spreading his – I hated that. But either way, like, they do have uh, a lot of altitude too, but they were getting tired. Take advantage of that. Like you could have taken advantage of that at the fifty minute mark. Give give some more speedsters that might actually do something with the ball. Fraser yeah. took too long with his subs. He really did. And this is a this is a trend. I love Fraser. He does a really good job. I'm really glad we signed him for ex for for uh, extension. But he takes too long to make that decision to pull somebody. And the fact that we ever let Jonathan Lewis play that much of a game when he has been a super sub his entire career, yep. it's ridiculous. I mean, was there only the one sub with Lewis for Shinichiki? Yeah. I don't get it. You, could, you have four more subs you could have used. I, I, like it, five minutes left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, you know, I think I think we hammered home with Lewis' point there. I, yeah, I think, that you, you did hit the point earlier there, though. Um yeah, Price and Mac, man, they were 
unreal. Mac probably had his best game with the ball at his feet, I'd say, that I've seen oh, in a while. Sure. Um, tons of good moves. Um, just great touches left tonight. Um, really able to um, – not necessarily having to – just send clearances out of you know out of the, the the box area and being able to kind of dribble out and build an attack that way instead of trying to recover after sending it uh, down the field and then Price I mean what else can you say his his free kicks his corners they're they're clinical he's a, he's surgical um, yeah and I on on Mac man when yeah. Mac wants to he can take on the whole team if he really really wants to you saw yeah. it on that on that right side like right at, near the the out of bounds, like yeah. he took on three routes on Lake players, and he's okay. It on, better move. It on that better like that's bad. Like that, he was bad. Like that, like not bad as like he was not good. No, like, no, no, no. I, was, I know what you mean. Oh my goodness. Who had the better move though? Was it the Matt? Was it that Matt move, or was it Keegan on the other side in the first half when he deked out two of their defenders and then had that run towards the goal that ended in a pretty good chance on a shot that he took from right outside the box? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. that both those times I was both of those times I was screaming in my couch, just like, you get him, you don't let him get you. So I'll tell you, like, I was those are like those were the highlights. I was like super hyped. And I, like yeah. in my head, I was just screaming, Ole, Ole. Like Man. he took him. It is, those two. I think you know, I think the biggest takeaway from this game is a lot of guys were in form, but just missed chances. You know, missed chances, mask, key him. Price, uh, they were setting them up. You know, Barrios too. I think Barrios was, was pretty good uh, sending it in. But between Lewis, Rubio, uh, it just wasn't the finishing. And, and I mean, I feel like we say this every pod, but yeah, it's, it's time to start Max. Am I right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, we look at the starting lineup every single game. We see it. We're standing at the grill. We're talking to everybody. Hey, what do we got going on here? Oh look, it's Lewis again. Yeah. Why? Not particularly sure why. Because his all of his success has come from coming in late Shout and out. making some sort of a wonder goal at the end of the game when he's the most freshest one on the field. It doesn't make any sense to me at this point in time when we have the players that we have. Put Max in. Bring Lewis in at the end. Do yeah. what people are good at. I said it in this previous pods, aces in their places. What are we doing? Put people where they belong. Look, yeah, here. Correct me if this isn't the right comparison. But Lewis, to me, feels a lot like a Will Barton type. Where on his good nights, he's great. And on his bad nights, the coach trusts him too much to take him out. Yeah, I think... I think if like you're comparing it to basketball, that I think that's a very fair comparison. That if he wants yeah. to show up, he'll show up. Um, and I don't think it's if he wants to. I think he really like. I think Lewis is one of those players. <coughs> Sorry, guys. I think Lewis is one of those players that like plays really hard. I really do think kind of compared to Will Barton. I think it's a player that he wants to help the team, but I think he just runs out of talent. <laughs> Honestly, I really do think he just yeah. runs out of talent, and it, it's. A saying that you hear all over sports, and he just kind of needs to be placed back as a super sub because his talent only runs for like twenty minutes. He's a yeah. twenty. Like if you want the full effect, again, I told you first fifteen, last ten is when we saw Lewis. Equates twenty five minutes. That's how much good football that you can see him. That's how much you'll get out of him. 
Okay, well, let's 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 uh, kind of think big picture here, in terms of Rocky Mountain Cup, right? It is uh, now it's one one, uh, no points either direction. Well, one point either direction, but you know, no separation, and it goes to Rio Tonto in July, um, which is the House of Horrors. Um, I was walking out of the stadium with RG and we were thinking like, man, maybe this now sets them up for the miracle win that they've been missing in Salt Lake. Dev, do you see a world where where they rally now and get that, you know, jump that hurdle, clear that last boss level that they can't be and get get three points in Rio Tonto in July? Only if Razor comes into the game and changes his approach completely. You cannot play this like a a regular game. I've seen it. I've seen it where we've played it like a regular game. We've made a slight tweak here or there. Um, He has to completely change it. It's got to be a max start. It's got to be completely flip it on on its head and Mm -hmm. try to go balls to the wall, win this game. Mm -hmm. Maybe. But if you go in there and treat this like any other game or like it's not really that big of a deal, the Rocky Mountain comes no big deal compared to where we finish in MLS, no, no. We'll end up in the exact same spot that we always are where it feels like they've put too much pressure on themselves and we come out of there losing by a couple of goals against a team that's not clear, that's clearly not as talented as us. And I, again, I don't think especially they came in here you had to take advantage. And the thing the thing I saw with this team today as well, it's, yeah, Ralph Saleh came in injured, but I think the, the Rapids came in very rusty from that two-week that two break. I feel like it took them a bit to get into the rhythm that first half. Like, they, they just weren't communicating as well. I saw some of these passes. Like, Austin Trusty had, like, four of them, where he was passing it to where he thought the guy was instead of looking up and seeing where the guy actually was. And instead of being a rapid, it was a Ralph Salt Lake D bag standing there. Or nothing. The yeah. Yeah. Or nothing. Or nothing. Yeah. There's a like, couple times really. that went to nothing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I was just, and that's where I'm like, that's kind of like I also saw that. And Devin's right. Like they need to take it seriously if they if they if this is where they're gonna show B38 and everybody supporting them how seriously they take the Rocky Mountain Cup. All they have they can go in and tie with a two-two tie and they'll take the Rocky Mountain Cup. You just got to score two. You really got to yep. score two. Like, yep. and just trust your defense, which one of the best in the MLS, and you're going to be I fine. Yeah, I mean, definitely up right at the top. There's, like, there's no reason they can't go get it, right? Unless unless we look at that 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 little pre-match sheet that we get from Rapid Communications, and at the top it says, Ted Uncle Referee. Then we're fucked. <laughs> um. We do have this question from Racist Fan Rocks 4. Where do you guys see the USA team would do in the World Cup? I have them making the sweet, sweet 16. So basically, you're, you're saying they make the, the knockout round and they're out? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, it, it, it's going to be a cop out, but uh, that, that, they have goal scoring talent. I think their goalkeeping is pretty strong. Depending on if they finish first in the group, if they can somehow, you know, Seven points in the group, draw with England, win the other two, and maybe you know maybe win the group. I could see them advancing a round or two. I really could. You know, Pulisic could get hot. Uh, Reina could get hot. Um, they have athletes 
as much as any other team there. Um, I think here's the other thing though, is they're so young. They're so young. And uh, would I be shocked if they beat England and then lose to Ukraine? No, literally not at all. Like it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, I think the one thing you need to take away from this World Cup as a U.S. fan and the U.S. team is experience. Is experience and be ready for 2026 at home and, and see, just see it, right? Feel the intensity, feel the atmosphere, see what it takes to actually get through. And, and you know, if another team beats you, know that that's what you have to bring in four years at home. You have to, bring, you have to match that intensity. You have to, you have to you, you like, learn by doing. And it might be learned by losing, and that's okay, right? You made it. You qualified with a young squad with, with talent and and probably get out of the group, but just hope they get out of the group and have some fun with it, right? Doug, what do you think? I think they may make it out of the group because I think um, they I think they have sneaky talent compared to what oh, yeah. teams like England and Iran are gonna think that we have. Um, yeah, I can see I can see us drawing uh, England, potentially even drawing Iran. Uh, I think we beat whoever comes out of that playoff, though. Um, even if it's Wales, I think we have the talent to do that. Um, yeah, I, I I would agree with actually racist fan Roxy over here. Like I I do think <laughs> that yeah, it's hard to say that fast actually. <laughs> um, I think like that. Yeah. No, I think that I think we do. I think we do get out of the group, but I think that's probably as far as we go because of who we have at the other end waiting for us. I don't think that this team, um, even with all the European players that we have, is ready to beat the beat Holland. But I do think we have what it takes to be, to get out of this group. Yeah, here you kind of had a nice thread uh, the other day, or during draw day mm-hmm. yesterday, not the other day, yesterday. Um, and you kind of just quickly kind of threw out a winner and a runner-up in every group. Um, so give us what you think the U.S. is going to do, and then also give us where you, where you think Mexico's at headed into that. Okay, guys, so this is going to be shocking to you guys. I really do think, because I come, I come off as a U.S. hater, but I really do like yeah. this, this iteration of the U.S. You squad. hate America. Dude, I, the more I thought about it's it yesterday, and I, saw, and I kind of saw the brackets, and I saw <laughs> everything that was coming out, I think this is the We Believe U.S. I really do. You think so? I think they win the group. I think they beat. I think they beat England two one. I think they tie with the Ukraine and they beat Iran and they take okay. first place in that group. I think they reach the semifinals. Actually, semifinals. I really, I really think I just something about this team. I saw Gio Reyna. I was looking back at their games, not highlights, seeing what was going on. Mm-hmm. just because international soccer is one of my favorite things to look at. Not just Mexico, but like in general. I love it. And just looking at England where they struggled against Italy, which was the fast passes and the long oh, ball, yeah. it's something mm-hmm. the U.S. is really good at. And the U.S. Oh, yeah. has a very, very strong midfield with Mufa and with Diorena. Oh, yeah. So I really do believe the U.S. can reach the semifinals. There's going to be a couple things that have to break their way. But I think Greg Berhalter has reached that level that he needs to reach. I think he found the secret sauce with this team. And I, I never would have thought that ever. I think there's a belief within that same squad that I missed the World Cup last last uh, last going. And I think there's a 
real, real, real good chance that they reach the semis. As for Mexico, I think they are the runner-up in that group next to Argentina. I think they lose to Argentina. I think they win the other two, and I think they advance. Until they don't, until they don't actually, like, um, until they don't advance one of these World Cups, I'll stop penciling them in into the round of 16. As for that fifth game that has eluded Mexico for so long, I don't feel this is the year. I think they're not going to do it again. And I, but part of me thinks that there's so much pressure on Tata that he might just start throwing things at the wall and hoping something sticks. And he might be able to get to that fifth game and then they're out. Because all Mexico cares about is the fifth game. They don't care even, I, honestly, they don't even care about winning it, man. I'm being honest. I don't care about winning it at this point. I think they, there's, with taking on my fandom, I usually give Mexico a 20% chance to reach, reach the fifth game. I think looking at it from this year on and with all the pressure added and a lot of young talent coming in that, that they know that pressure, I'll give them a 60% chance for them to reach the fifth, the fifth game. What, that's if, what, a, that's a, what that's if that game right is now. against France? What if that game is against France? Uh, that game against France, that drops to 40. But Mexico, Mexico oh, has oh, no. This is the thing that you don't understand. Mexico has a knack of playing up to its competition, That's true. playing okay. down to its competition. Yeah, and it's soccer, man. It's yeah, soccer. So like you could be losing, like, you'd be getting your ass kicked, and then all of a sudden you draw a penalty right before halftime, and you're up one nothing. So like that's go. that's my biggest thing. Like I only drop it 20 percent because they do have a knack for playing up to the competition. They beat France. Well, they beat Germany when they were coming off the top. They sure. they've done this before. They were. This close to beating the Netherlands, they have a knack for that. I would be more afraid if they have to face Iran in the next round than if they have to face France. If I'm honest with you, that's fair. Well, you heard it here, folks. Yeah, here says that the U.S. is going to have its best run ever at the World Cup. So get hyped, um, guys! I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Dev. Of course, love having you as always. Um, thanks for being great hosts for C38 for me and Ryan and Marissa earlier. Um, be on the lookout for a Ryan Green vlog. Um, it's going to be rad. He brought the drone out over top of the uh, tailgate. We um, got tons of footage. Uh, the party bus was awesome. Um, other than that, make sure you uh, sign up at the, the DMVR.com, become a member, uh, like and subscribe on YouTube, um, buy some merch from Merchel, me. Um, make sure you do that. Uh, follow Devin at the Dev Machine. Follow you here at Yahoo G Vasquez. Follow me at under, underscore Mitchell James. Um, and other than that, guys, up the pids and thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Peace out, guys.